Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails done, outfit stunner, and my skin. I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart and about how we can put them back together in a way better than they originally were. And today we're going to continue our interview with Janine and Aprar from the Common Humanity Collective. We've been talking about their work. We've been talking about the origin of the mutual aid projects. We've been talking specifically about the political aspect of their work and how they're reading a sort of anarchist, the history of anarchist struggle in Spain, and particularly mutual aid during the Spanish Civil War, helped impact and shape the politics and work that they've been doing. One thing I wanted want to sort of circle back all the way to you from the beginning was the stuff you got, you were doing at the very beginning of the pandemic, because I, I think th- this is, I've, I've talked about this before on here, but you know, the, the, the difference between a country like the U S where what 700, 750,000 people are dead and places where that didn't happen was the degree of community mobilization. And I talked about this with the Chinese example is that like, yeah, I mean like the, the reason that China the, the pandemic sort of got contained there. It, it wasn't because the state stepped in and was like, we're going to do this. It was because hundreds of thousands of ordinary people just took to the streets and were like, okay, we're doing a lockdown now. And, you know, and, and it, it takes a different form in, in China because, you know, there's, there's a lot of different sort of things going on there, but the, that kind of mass community mobilization in the beginning of it, just like it, it didn't happen that much in the U S and I, and I think 
like you know the 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 world where we don't all die in the pandemic right is is the one where the things that you all were doing happen i mean one of the other things i remember my my sister's a a bio grad student and she was telling me about how you know so so the 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 you know one one of the things one of the bottlenecks beginning of the pandemic and it's still kind of a bottleneck was it was about uh being able to being able to do covid tests and you know bio grad students can do pcr tests like it's easy this is you know this is one of the first things they teach you and that capacity just was never used it just it was just sort of left and like sat there and rotted and it sat there and rotted because you know the the, the actual pandemic response was run by a state that just didn't care and a bureaucracy that even when it did care was sort of, you know, didn't have this capacity to mobilize it. You know, it's, it, it's entire existence is about making sure that sort of the capacity for autonomous mobilization never happens. And exactly. I think that, that was one of the like most interesting and powerful parts of what y'all were doing was that you just did it and it just, it, it kept spreading. Yeah, no, I think it's a, that's a really good and important point you're bringing up. And I should mention that before we started doing any of this stuff with PPE, I was actually, you know, as word, uh, as, as, as the, the, um, uh, the, the fear of the pandemic started spreading and we finally had a picture of what the U S would soon look like. I remember going to a union meeting among my fellow grad student workers and talking to some people afterwards and saying like, Hey, um, I don't think that we have anywhere near the kind of testing infrastructure that we're going to need to prevent the spread of this stuff. Like, why don't we just, is there any way that we can just take PCR machines and set up these little guerrilla operations yeah. and start testing people for free? And unfortunately, one of the things I noticed was that people, you know, were just like very confused by this idea or they yep. had much more faith in the state's ability to um, uh, assemble these infrastructures. And I just realized that was not the way in which I was going to be able to yeah. um, help out. And so it's it's unfortunate, but a lot of people have even though they have these instincts for sort of uh, mutual aid and for this kind of autonomous organizing, this stuff lies just below the surface. Often they don't feel actually capable of it. And I think more than anything, what we've done with this project is we've created a context and atmosphere in which things which people typically feel like they cannot do, they suddenly realize they can do. Again, it's just to come back to that idea that most of us, you know, we live our lives, we sell our labor for wages, a few people who own the means of production, you know, accumulate uh, profits and uh, use them to manipulate the state for their own purposes. Um, and this has an effect on us. I mean, this has an effect on dulling our consciousness. Um, and it's an extraordinary uh, transformation in our social relations and our sense of our own individuality when we do realize in these moments that we can be um, subjects. And uh, so unfortunately, my initial yeah. attempt to try to stimulate some of this activity um, around testing didn't work out. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it just presents this recurring problem, which is that people are not used to doing this kind of work. And uh, Janine and I have found many, many times that, you know, people are willing to come and use their hands and build something for a few hours. But then what we try to do is get them involved. We say, come to the meetings. You have decision-making power. You can mm -hmm. determine the trajectory of this work. And that's always a very, very difficult thing to be doing now, given yeah. the way that sort of people have been conditioned um, right now. And I think that's something which is concerning because yep. uh, these uh 
uh, traits of subservience and sort of submission, I think, are incompatible if there were a moment of revolutionary rupture. Um, I'm not sure that that would necessarily lead to any better sort of society. So I think this stuff is deeply, deeply important to get people involved in this kind of work. I just want to go back to one of the things you said, like you mentioned the community aspect and like those relationships. And I think that I know I've said this so many times, both in like my organizing space and even on this podcast today, but I truly have felt like building community is one of the most powerful ways to organize. And I think so many people in leftist spaces right now see organizing as like a place where you just do work. Um, And I actually think that that's a really terrible way to organize. I don't think that you're going to have people come back, right? Like, I don't think that um, anyone is going to feel empowered and, you know, kind of through talking to Abrar, I've started reading this book on the free women of Spain and like thinking more about this also, right? And thinking about how they're talking about community building and how they're talking about like community as believing in each other and like helping each other realize their full potential. Um, and as a way to actually find equity and equality through like horizontalist structures, through allowing people to reach their full potential. Um, and I think, you know, these are some of the politics that have informed what we're doing that have informed how we're trying to allow people to grow. And so many people have come to us and said, you know, these mass builds or these air purifier, um, builds are like the highlight of my week or the highlight of my month. Um, or I'm thinking about the, like the way that you're structuring, um, your distributions and thinking about how I can implement that into the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those things are so powerful when you're able to create these spaces, again, where people care for each other. And yep. like you're saying, that goes a long way towards being able to mobilize um, when there are disasters, to being able to mobilize around protests, to being able to mobilize around these ruptures, because you have solidarity that's built through relationships and that is allowing you to build power. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian cocktail maker, it's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. 
What's up, guys? This is Sean Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at lightsoutxf.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to lightsoutxf.com. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. One of the things that, that YouTube is sort of getting at is that, you know, there's, it, it, it's hard in a lot of ways because, yeah, I mean, the, the U.S. has, I mean, baked into just to every single part of your life is there's going to be someone who is above you who can order you and tell you what to do. And that's, you know, that that's, that, that's the defining characteristic of life in the United States. And the second defining characteristic is if you don't do what they tell you, a person with a gun shows up and either just beats you or hauls you away and enslaves you. And, you know, that, that, that has these enormous sort of psychological consequences that, you know, cre- create, creates this culture where people, you know, I mean, and this goes along with there's, there's this whole de-skilling process that's, that's been a, a sort of part of the broad arc of capitalism that you all are sort of trying to reverse. But even, even yeah, you know, he's talking about even the people who have the skills just don't sort of, they, they, they don't believe in their own autonomy in a way. And that, and that, that becomes this incredibly powerful, you know, tool of of keeping people in line but when that breaks and when when people start to see it it, it, it can take time but yeah it, you know the 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 kinds of power and the, the depth of the, the sort of organization that you build isn't from that is incredible and i think this is one of the other things about the spanish example that people tend to forget which is that you know okay so the, the cnt which is the sort of giant uh, cnt fai is the, the giant sort of uh anarchist union that's that's running a lot of this stuff you know they're almost completely destroyed at the during like over the course of the Spanish Civil War, and they're you know they're destroyed by the Stalinists, they're destroyed by the fascists. And at the end, by the end of the war, you know that the fascists control Spain for about forty years. But even that, you know, I mean, they, they kill hundreds of thousands of people. They like it, there's, there's massacres. There's, you know, it, it turns into literally a fascist police state. But the moment that the the, the moment the fascist dictatorship collapses, the CNT reappears, and they even 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 in you know in in seventies Spain in a place that is in a lot of ways industrialized, they still almost overthrow the government one more time, and you know I mean they're 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 still around they're sort of in much reduced form to this day. But I mean once 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 you build that kind of power, right? Even you know even forty years of fascist dictatorship wasn't enough to completely destroy it. It was you know it was it was it was still there sort of waiting underground, and then the moment there was a rupture, it reappears. 
This is a really important thing that you're bringing up, Chris, because I think it has um, a lot to do with how we just measure and talk about success on the left. Yeah. Um, what you're describing, which, you know, Spain is typically by many people on the left described as kind of a failed experiment. Oh, it was nice, but it ultimately failed. So let's look at Russia, you know. Um, but uh, some people have argued, and I think very correctly, that you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Once something like this happens, it's there. Those energies are there. They are not forgotten. They are not lost. And there's, you know, a very um, vigorous sort of uh, left-wing radical anarchist movement that's resonant um, uh, and very sort of consistent with with the earlier movement during the yep. 30s. And um I think that's that's an extraordinarily important thing to think about. We tend to measure uh, these projects in these very sort of linear sort of status terms. And we discovered, um, especially when we were doing work in DSA, that a lot of people were trying to frame our own project in that way. Yeah. You know, what are the demands that you're making? What are the yep. what pressure are you exerting on the state? Um, and so there's these criteria that people use to evaluate kind of the efficacy or the success of projects like these. And the Spanish example tells you um, that the way that these things work is, in fact, much more complicated and much more interesting. Um, and that by assembling these structures, these organizations, even if at some time or another they don't necessarily exist anymore, all of those people who participated in them are transformed. And the people that they interact with might then also be transformed. And so something like the CNT, which is, you know, an extraordinary organization, the FAI is what, you know, really gave it the kind of anarcho-syndicalist content that defined the quality of that revolution. Um, that never got lost. That never went away, even when it seems to have disappeared. Um, and so I think we have to learn to think about success and failure, um, you know, as we very simplistically use these terms uh, very, very um, differently. And this is something which informs our own work when we're asking, was this successful? Was this not successful? Um, I think that's a much more difficult and complicated question than we often make it out to be. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think there's something very specific about, you know, if we can go into sort of DSA factional politics for a little bit. But like, I think like in some ways you, you see the shallowness of, of a lot of the approaches that was happening in, in the DSA where, you know, uh, like if 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 you if you look at a lot of how the sort of Medicare for All stuff went, or a lot of how the sort of Bernie campaigning stuff went, right? It was okay. You know, you you have these you have these organizations that are like a mile wide and an inch deep, and it's like okay, they're they're capable of mobilizing people to vote one time, but you know, then they lose the election, and then what, right? So they don't they don't they don't they don't have you know there's there's supposed to be this whole thing of like Bernie being the organizer in chief and this whole sort of plan to use the sort of list he developed as an organizing thing. It just never happened. And, right. you know, it, it didn't happen in a lot of ways because it was just sort of, they, 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 they treated the whole process of building power as essentially a bureaucratic exercise, right? It's how many people are on this list, how many people are showing up to the state, like, you know, and, and like how, how, many, how many doors have we knocked on? And, and no relationships. Yeah, yeah. Built. Yeah, it's, it's just, it, you know, and that's, the, and that's the other thing you're talking about with the fact that organizing spaces have to be more than just another, just another place you go to work. Right. Is if, you know, if if all you're doing is just replicating these sort of bureaucratic things, you're, you're going to watch them fail exactly the same way the bureaucracies do, except, you know, you're 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 not the American state. You're not the Democratic Party. You don't have an infinite amount of money or the ability to sort of, you know, you don't, you don't have the ability to call an RB to enforce what you need to do. Right. You, you don't you don't have uh, you, 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 you don't have the fallback of bad methods of organizing, which is violence. And when that happens, 
you know, and, and suddenly, and, and you can't confront your own failures because you're stuck in this, things just start to sort of implode and you start to lose people and you start to sort of, you know, you, you see this sort of stagnation and decline that I think, you know, <laughs> talking about, yeah, without, without getting exactly too much into what's going on in East Bay, like that's, that's, that, that's been everything I've seen out of it. Yeah, and I think to go kind of off of what Abrar was talking about to kind of put this into terms of the work that we've been doing, right, you know, through the mask builds, um, as they were winding down, we weren't quite sure what our next project was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked a lot about like, how do we keep this energy going? Like, we don't want to just lose this. And I also felt, you know, a certain amount of social obligation to, (laughs) you know, keep this community together that had formed during the pandemic. And so we started um, a book group kind of in the interim uh, reading How Europe Underdeveloped Africa by Walter Rodney and, you know, had around 30 people show up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as, you know, you're talking about the importance of once, you know, these relationships are formed, once these ideologies start to percolate, that they don't just go away, right? These people that we, you know, brought into DSA in a lot of ways, East Bay DSA, came to join this book group and later came to join the air purifier project, despite the fact that it was more outside of DSA, a lot of these people, because of, you know, what we had built and what we had created, continued to be such a huge part and take on incredible leadership roles um, and, you know, facilitate this project in a way that it would not at all look like what it does without, you know, these people dedicating so much of their time and energy to this project kind of throughout the process. Yeah, and Chris, I, I, going back to what you were saying earlier, I think um, I, I've I've seen a a, a very interesting um, uh, kind of reflection come out of some of these organizations, and you see these different splits and sort of uh, wings developing. But yeah, I mean, I Janine is a very sort of organic radical and revolutionary who I've learned an enormous amount from, but I think my own trajectory was much more characteristic of what you described earlier, which is that, you know, I'd put all my eggs in this basket. I thought, okay, Bernie Sanders, like that's, that is, that is the, that is the beginning of how we um, undergo a sort of democratic socialist transformation. And then, you know, in a few snaps of the finger, even though I'd spent just like hundreds of hours just knocking doors and promising all these things to people who might, you know, vote for him at their door and, and all this stuff that, and, and, and just sort of uh, regurgitating all these slogans and, and talking, you know, uh, rapturously about these welfare programs. Um, I saw all of that dissolve in a moment and I realized that I didn't leave anything behind. And there was, uh, you know, in DSA and our chapter, you saw that there was a large group of people um, who just wanted to keep that flame burning and just say, we'll do better next time. You know, we'll do more work at the local level to elect representatives. But then there was another group of people who was much more disillusioned um, and really started wondering, is this what we should be doing? Or at least is this all that we should be doing? Um, and you see the same thing coming out of a group like Sunrise, which whose primary sort of mandate is to just put pressure onto Congress um, to urge the necessity of a Green New Deal or whatever. And nevertheless, out of Sunrise, we've met people who, after the George Floyd protests, after the dissolution of the Bernie campaign, have been led down the same radical path as, as some of us um, found ourselves uh, traveling um, 
in, in East Bay DSA. And they're the ones who've now come to help our project and, you know, using whatever autonomy they have at the sort of um, hub level in Sunrise, because even though it's an organization with sort of paid staff and something of this bureaucracy, right now in this moment, the individual little local hubs actually have a surprising amount of autonomy. Yeah. And I really hope they're going to fight for yeah. and protect that autonomy. Yeah. So they've been able to use that autonomy to actually put a lot of effort toward raise money, thousands of dollars for our work at CHC and come to our organizer meetings, become a part of the effort and urge upon their own um, friends and co-organizers and, and people they know in Sunrise to uh, shift the direction of their work, of their branches towards doing more work like this. So there are these kind of interesting different uh, splinterings that you see yeah. happening, which give me some hope that we're not just going to keep uh, running the same tape over and over again. So one of the other interviews we did on this show was with a bunch of people who were uh, working with the uh, basically this giant effort in Atlanta to stop this like just atrocious sort of destru this destruction of a bunch of forests to create this like weird teaching cops how to do counterterrorism enormous academy thing that's being funded by a bunch of the local corporations in Atlanta and they were describing you know they 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 didn't talk about sort of the exact same process of solution but you know you saw there were like you know one of the people with their hair was from sunrise and they were also talking about how they they'd pulled together this just like enormous coalition of a bunch of community groups that was you know and, and it, like the, their their initial goal was to sort of they were trying to pressure the city council into stopping the into you know to not approving it and that doesn't work but you know if you know some some of the other groups that were that were involved in this are talking about like okay well I, it, you know their their planning is like if this fails we're going to go stop it ourselves and and i think that pivot right is is one of the most crucial things that is happening right now because you know okay if if you if you if you know if if you if you you you, you pull out your like pol your poli sci like policy space diagrams right like it's it's the united states the, the the policy that's enacted is the one that is is the policy that's decided by the 60th senator and it's like okay so you know even 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 even, even if you're going to try to do an electoral thing right you need you need 60 votes in the senate there is one arguably socialist senator and we've never elected another one so, you know, and you start looking at this, right? And it's like, okay, like, you know, we, we elect like two, maybe three socialists in, in the House every year. And if, you know, if, if you continue at the same rate, it'll be like, what, like, like uh, 200 years before we have a majority there. And it's like, yeah, you know, at, at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're like, we're not going to be around because we'll be dead. But like most of most most of the stuff on Earth will also not be around because it will have been obliterated by climate change there, and you know, and, and, and at some point you have to get to, we're gonna have to do it ourselves because no one no one else is going to do it for us. And I think the the work you two have been doing is just incredible. It's just an incredible example of, of how that can actually happen and what what that looks like. Thank you. Yeah, I think that it is so important, and I think that that's one of the reasons that to me it was also so important to get all of these groups at these air purifier builds yep. because. I think oftentimes organizing is so siloed yeah, um, yeah. and it really frustrates me and people seem very like loyal. At least I found this in East Bay DSA to like their particular organization, yeah. any other organization they don't even really want to talk about or they don't even know still exists. Yep. Yep. Um, and to me, like if we can give people the tools to organize, I don't care who they're organizing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if we can also like, 
have these groups communicate with each other, right? Like different groups are doing exactly the same thing, right? Yep, we have the yep. eco-socialist group um, in DSA, right? You have Sunrise, you have the IWW, and then you have the Labor Committee of DSA. And it's like, sometimes there is cross-communication, right? But to me, it never feels like it's quite enough. It never feels like we're really all working on this or we're really all in it together when I think we really should be. Because yeah. like you're saying, like, there's kind of a ticking clock. Yep. We only have a certain <laughs> amount of time to actually make the changes that we want to see. And when we're not willing to actually work with each other and communicate with each other, things are not going to happen as quickly. Yeah. Um, and so being able to have like, you know, a table of people assembling purifiers from DSA Sunrise Tank, right? And they're all talking about the organizing work that they're doing and sharing stories and strategies so that we're not all constantly reinventing the wheel, yep, but actually yep. working together on this, I think is so, so valuable. And this is something that we've seen, you know, one of our friends who's um, helping lead one of the tank locals has come to a number of our events and was telling us how he's actually tried to bring things that he's seen that we're doing into his own local. And we've heard this in other contexts as well. So uh, things spread. And that's, I think, a really important thing that, um, you know, especially because of Janine's, um, you know, just, just, uh, 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 attempts to try to get all these groups together into one place to communicate, to build relationships. Um, we're now seeing what we've built sort of emanating elsewhere. And we're also learning a lot from all these different people and groups who come to our builds and then become organizers in the effort. And, you know, to mention someone like, you know, Gerald Janine referred to earlier, who is this uh, uh, wonderful um cantankerous uh, <laughs> uh, ex-Black Panther, you know, who has such an enormous history of experience. For him to give us that historical perspective for everything that we're doing um, has been an enormous boost of, of confidence and it's allowed us to focus. And, you know, just to reiterate what she said earlier, we were really depressed when we went out and we were talking to people in West Oakland and East Oakland and everyone was telling us, we're going to come. Yeah, we'll show up. We'll be there. And then you know, while many other people showed up from Sunrise, DSA, CHC, elsewhere, none of those people showed up. And we said, Gerald, they're not coming. What's going on? And he said, you know, keep going. Yeah. Keep trying. Keep doing it. Do not give up. Do not judge from that one experience. This is really hard work. And these people have had the door shut on them over and over and over again. And they're tired and it's the weekend. But you keep doing it and they will come. And then the next time they came, we may not have gone there again, had it not been for Gerald bringing in this enormous um, breadth of experience to share with us, you know, at the end of our uh, previous build. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. 
no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. Ugh, but the Bartesian cocktail maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriment, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. There, there's this there's this quote that I remember from who it was it was one of the one of the people who'd been heavily involved in the Egyptian revolution in 2011 had this quote she was talking about you know I mean, she'd be doing this for decades right and she's like yeah okay so you have a protest and if if a if hundred if, if 800 people show up you're happy and if a hundred people show up you're depressed and then one day eight hundred thousand people show up and you kind of just forgot that could happen and yeah I mean that that is something that you know yeah you're like organizing is not easy you're, you're gonna spend a lot of time like not winning you're gonna spend a lot of time feeling like you're barely treading water there's gonna be a lot of time where you know nothing works and everything seems to be falling apart but you know if you keep pushing 800,000 people show up and you know and suddenly the regime is like taking is like you know try, trying to catch planes out of the country and yeah, and you know, and you you get to that that CLR James line about how the ruling class is not defeated until it's ruling until it's running for its lives. But you know, they do run for their lives. This is a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if if we do this together, we can get there. Totally, and I think you know what Abrar is saying is so true. And we also, you know, in doing these distributions talk to people and I literally would say like what will get people to show up right there's a yeah. certain amount of like honesty in these conversations yeah. of like you know this is what we're trying to do like there's a reciprocal relationship here again like help us understand also like what we need to do in order mm-hmm. to make sure that the reciprocal relationship is actually realized and actually happening um and I think that that was 
kind of an exciting moment of like having people have a, some autonomy and like say, and like, you know, they know this community better than we do. Right. They know yep. like how people are going to show up and how maybe they won't. But Chris, uh, just to bring it back to what you were saying, I think describing the kind of nonlinear uh, trajectory of uh, popular movements in history is something that we try to keep always in our minds. Um, things may begin small, things may seem small, even when you study the examples in Spain of sort of the uh, groups of people who formed sort of the early FAI, who were just sort of discussing these ideas around a fire before they tried to sort of infiltrate the CNT. And then this became the sort of predominant um, mood and sort of ideology that the that that characterized the CNT, which then, you know, spread out and sort of characterized the Spanish Revolution at large and massive numbers, millions of people, you know. Um, and and just seeing what happened with the George Floyd protests and studying the examples of, you know, Paris in 1968, where it at first just seems like small groups of students. And then, you know, just a few <laughs> days and weeks later, you know, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands yep. of workers, um, you know, who are out literally just pulling out cobblestones from the street, you know, up against the police. And, and the way that these things happen is very unpredictable. And I think that's also a very important thing to keep in mind as we're trying to evaluate, you know, what we're doing in a given moment. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think that's, that's, that's a very good note to end on. It's, you know, every the the, the 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 struggle we have embarked in is an incredibly difficult one, and we're not going to know how it ends for a long, long time. But that doesn't, yeah, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it ends badly. And the the kind of resiliency we can build is incredibly deep and incredibly powerful. Okay, plugs time. Where do you two want people to go? What do you want people to know? And yeah, we can we can link stuff if you want to send it to us in the uh, in 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 the in the chat chat we can we can we can link stuff we can we can can link stuff in the description of this episode this is why we have editors thank you daniel (laughs) don't worry i know what you mean yeah Yeah. um i think definitely like our social media um so twitter and instagram is c humanity c um for folks to be able to donate um to visit our website to be able to plug in if they are in the bay area and want to get involved um they can find ways to do that through those social media channels you know they can message us um and then our fundraiser i don't know if we should just send the link or what the best way to do that is if you go to commonhumanitycollective.org there's a donate button which leads to the fundraiser so you can find it there. also also if you, if you yeah. go there you can see how they you can see instructions for how to make the fans and they are so cool like they're awesome <laughs> it's it's sweet it's <laughs> so go do go do that too because it's sick and there's also instructions for how you can make them as well and we hope people do this elsewhere. Please yes. reach out to us. We yes. want to not be the only ones doing yes. this. And yes. so this is why we've tried to just put everything online so that others can replicate this yeah. model. And this is why we're coming on a show like this and going into so much detail into our history, just so yeah. that, uh, you know, we don't have to keep reinventing the wheel. Yeah. I think, you know, Abrar and I have learned so much from this project um, and a lot of it really did feel like reinventing the wheel, which is unfortunate because I know that, you know, mutual aid has been done elsewhere. But with the organizers that we were talking to, a lot of the things that we were doing, we were having to kind of start from scratch. And at least my goal is like, we're both very accessible people. Like if there are questions, you know, to be able to reach out so that we can, you know, 
explain our experience to other folks um, and talk through, you know, our relationship with Sunrise started because they heard about the mutual aid work that we were doing. And they said, we want to do that also. And we were like, great. And, you know, Abrar, our co-organizer, Joe and I, and this woman from Sunrise met in a park and like, <laughs> ate dinner and just talked about mutual aid. And Hell yeah. About, you know, the pitfalls that had happened and what went well and how we could do it in the future. And then like this beautiful collaboration began, like Abrar was talking about. So um, I think, you know, we're, we're really happy to talk about where things have gone awry and what we've learned yeah. from this project. <laughs> and, and thankfully at this point too, like what successes we've had. Yeah. So yeah, go, go everyone, go, 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 go find them, go out of your communities, go do this themselves. And yeah, go, 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 go get us another Spanish revolution. We need another one. Yeah, thank you, thank thank you to you so much for joining us. I so agree, Chris. This has been such an, a huge pleasure for yeah, me, me too. Uh, talking to you. We've we've been covered by a lot of places, but never quite like yeah. Place. Just thank you <laughs> yeah. so much for doing this. Yeah, and thank you. Yeah, such an honor to be here, and so much fun to talk with you both. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. And yeah, so this this has been It Could Happen Here Pod. Uh, you can find us at Happen Here Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and at Cool Zone for just the rest of the stuff that we do all right bye everyone it could happen here is a production of cool zone media for more podcasts from cool zone media visit our website coolzonemedia.com or check us out on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts you can find sources for it could happen here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com sources thanks for listening the following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. What's up, guys? This is Sean, Lights Out Merriman, and Saturday, June 15th, Lights Out Extreme Fighting 17 returns to Casino Palma in San Diego. Get your tickets now at LightsOutXF.com, and we'll be live on Lights Out Sports TV, available on all major platforms. Doors open at 5 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss this one. It's going to be Lights Out. Lights Out Sports is free sports TV by athletes for fans. For details about the event and tickets, go to LightsOutXF.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.